Hello and welcome to the Interception Podcast. It's the podcast that listens to all the other podcasts. And we bring you those news, notes, tidbits that fall through the cracks in other, other people's podcasts. And we bring them to the forefront. Uh, my name's Dan and I'm here with my brother Derek. Derek, how are you doing on this fine Thursday evening? And that was the best opening I've done all year. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a moment of silence for that. Actually, hey, what about the shot of the week? We'll just jump right into it. Let's jump right into it. Derek, well, I, I wanted to really embellish this because of the, oh. the victory I had this past weekend. Yeah, I forgot I, about uh, that already. I, yeah, well, I would try to forget about it too after the um, the hosing I gave you. Uh, I have two superstars on my team, Julio Jones and Alvin Kamara, and both of them went off this past week. Um, Julio with a 250-yard uh, game. Uh, with two touchdowns, and then Alvin Kamara, I think 150 yards and two touchdowns, both 30 pointers. Oh, so so sweet. <laughs> Let's not forget the Chargers defense, who went off for a solid 17 or was it 19 points in our league? Yeah, Chargers D2 killed it. Dude, my team blew up last week, and I think that's what it's going to be the rest of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might be in a I'm little denial, now. but we'll see how it goes. I'm calling it now. I'm uh, headed to the championship. Don't want to get too cocky, but I'm going to guarantee it. <laughs> yes. Cheers. Cheers. Julio for the Julio. So, yeah, it was really solid. We did play against each other. It was, it was uh, we call it the Ginger Bowl uh, showdown. And, you know, spoiler, spoiler, we are gingers uh, or we have red hair. Oh, there goes our listeners. <laughs> fuck. They're like, what the fuck? Turn this off. <laughs> We've listened to Gingers this whole time? <laughs> it's like the scene in, well, the crying game, but also Ace Ventura. They're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but you spoke to me. I had Philip Rivers. He went off. I had uh, Keenan Allen. He went off. You know, Kyle Rudolph went off. And then I was pretty cocky, and I was rubbing it in your face. And you really made me eat some humble pie because your team – just do the players get 30 points like that's unheard of exploded oh it was in our other amazing. league Eric, i uh i actually almost started big ben over carson wentz which would have been uh an extra 10 points and i had nelson aguilar on my team up until saturday where i, I switched him out for because i wanted to pick up dd westbrook and had i kept nelson aguilar in my lineup i would have finished with like 180 points uh in one week scoring it would have been incredible yeah, and I was so excited you dropped uh, Aguilar, and then of course I didn't get him in wa- uh, waivers, so that was really frustrating. I did want. To... Dude, oh, sorry, what were you going to say? Ahead. Go ahead. Well, that... I was going to talk about how you picked up uh, Josh Gordon uh, last week in one of our leagues, and I'm actually really excited to watch Josh. Yeah, Gordon me too. I kind of wish I weekend. kept him on my team. So this is what happened. We have a we have a sort of a side bet in our league where uh, if you get the most bench points and a limit of two quarterbacks. On your bench, uh, you get 50 bucks or whatever. And this was my chance, right? Because Burke had had the 17 points. And I'm like, I think I could pull this off. So I ended up dropping Marquise Lee and Josh Gordon. And, I, and you know what I forgot? Dan? Even though I, I just pointed this out to you, is in Yahoo, once you drop somebody to waivers, you can't, like, waiver them again. <laughs> yeah, so, so this 50 bucks, like, first of all, I better not lose this week, right? Because it has to hold up this last week. But if, if it doesn't hold up, I'm going to kill myself because I literally have no wide receiver to start in my third wide receiver spot. <laughs> it is so bad. I got like – I'm hoping like – I didn't even Inman, realize that's what you did. That's hilarious. Yeah, I'm hoping Inman like will like uh, 
do something solid here Be or thing. or who who else do I have that Reynolds guy on the Rams <laughs> like it's so bad my third wide receiver spot is like literally so screwed and then yeah I should have maybe wavered for Zay Jones but I, I don't know I didn't really feel good about him and then the, the top guy in the league he picked up Marquise Lee, right? Like, with his second yeah. waiver, he doesn't even need Marquise Lee. He's just chilling on his bench. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... It was a block. <laughs> like, this isn't even a competitive league, but in the other league, I picked up Lockett on the waivers. There's literally no wide receivers in this other league. It's just, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is crazy to see the contrast between, a, like, a league worth, a, a, like, a full 12 active roster people and a league with probably about maybe six... Uh, teams that are really trying to be competitive uh, and six that are kind of just running with the team they drafted kind of thing. Yeah. Well, the main thing is this 50 bucks better be sweet because it might cost me the, like the championship. <laughs> the entire championship. Don't worry, Nick. I got that championship on lock. I don't know if you heard the beginning, but I put up 180 <laughs> points potentially last yeah. week. <laughs> oh, and now that we're talking about our leagues and you know everybody loves hearing about other people's leagues, let's... Oh, big time. I'm going to get a little cocky here like I did last week. Danny, I I think we're both in the playoffs here in our leagues. Yeah. Um, and it feels good, right? Like this this week kind of feels chill. Like I'm making all my moves based purely on the next week. Um, planning out my defenses strategy. I was just wondering if, how you're feeling going into this. I'm doing the same thing. So, uh, so first off, there is a part of me that thinks uh, wants to use my. I have a number one waiver priority in in one of the leagues, and I really want to use it. And it's so hard to do it because I feel like the the week I use it. All I'm doing is guaranteeing that the guy who's number two is going to get like this superstar running back because that's how it'll just work out for me. Um, so I keep rolling with not taking anyone on waivers and just hoping guys fall through the cracks and uh, I can pick them up in free agency. But I do the same thing. I'm looking in ahead to uh, defenses um, because those are, that's really what you have the most flexibility with. You really should have your wide receivers and your running backs figured out right now. Uh, unfortunately, in one of the leagues, I am really hurting at uh, tight end. So I'm giving, I'm rolling with um, RSJ or Roll Scott Jews or whatever his name is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not, Ricky Seal Jones. Not, yeah, Ricky Seal Jones. <laughs> Roll Scott Jews. Come yeah, on. I don't even know what's going on there. <laughs> Ricky Seals Jones. Yeah. I, I, all the podcasts are basically saying Ricky Seals Jones. Um, the biggest thing, he's not doesn't have a lot of targets, but he's got three touchdowns in the last two games. Um, there is a potential for an uptake. I, I do not like him against the Rams, but um, he does have some better matchups coming up uh, later on. So, I don't know. We'll see how it rolls out. I, I, Brait wasn't doing anything for me. I tried Adam Shajin. Uh, you were absolutely right. Uh, don't pick up anyone <laughs> who they tell you to pick up on Chicago. Um, but, hey. Brait. Uh, Winston's uh, back, though, right? So, doesn't it- I know, but he hurt his hip early this week as well. Oh, yeah. Um, so, it's like, do I really trust him? Um, and, and I thought about that. I thought Winston is back, so Brait should get his uptick back, be back to hopefully back to normal. But they've been running a lot of routes to OJ Howard. I read a bunch about it before I dropped him, and uh, finally I just said, you know, it's not worth it. I don't think Tampa's really the team that is going to be putting up a ton of points. And I, maybe Arizona's not that either, but I think uh, I've been liking how Gabbert's been playing. And I heard a couple crazy stats like uh, of Gabbert's last 20 touchdowns, 10 of them have been to a tight end. So he's like 50-50 when he's going to uh, throwing a touchdown. It might be to a tight end. So I like those odds. I'm going to play him. Uh, and I'm going to play uh, a real skilled Jew or whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Seal Jones. Uh, about Ricky Seal. Yeah, the targets are really worrisome. But there is, it has that feel like so many times, like every year, I look at it, all the pundits, like, right. Well, I guess now the pundits are saying, do pick him up. But all last week, they were saying not to pick him up. 
but it does feel like there's a little bit of magic going on there between Gabber and uh, uh, I know Richard Supper Jews or whatever you're saying, yeah, whatever his name is. Yeah, um, <laughs> no one knows his name. But I know I w- personally I wouldn't play him. But if you have no other options, I guess you're gonna have to. I, well, Derek, I played Adam Shazin last week. He, he got that was uh, crazy. Why would you got, play him? <laughs> he got th- three yards, and you still uh, crushed him. But that was more than what Braid put up, which was 10 yards oh, well, or one yard. Point, yeah. So it was one point versus point three, like point one point versus point three points. I actually picked the best tight end on my bench, uh, which is incredible. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. So anyways, I, I'm rolling with it. Like I still have that on waiver. So if anything happens, I, I have an opportunity. I could pick someone else up at tight end. Tight end has been hit or miss all year anyway. So if you don't have one of those strong tight ends, like, um, <laughs> I don't know, Gronk. <laughs> I don't know who Gronk, has the strong Kelsey. tight ends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it. Uh, good one. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, so, yeah, you, I'm giving up some points there, but I think I'm stronger in other areas. I did want to say, though, I do like uh, the Chargers defense uh, throughout the playoffs. They have one match against a defense that's uh, above – Um, 10th in giving up points to defenses, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs in week 14. uh, Sorry, week 15. Um, And I don't think that's even that scary of a matchup because of the way that uh, the Chiefs have been playing. Um, But for that matter, I I did pick up Detroit, who has uh, also two really great matchups in week 15 and week 16 uh, that I think could potentially be uh, just a decent start. So if I get a little bit gun-shy with the Chargers, uh, I could always play Detroit. Um, but another big thing that I'm trying to do here is I want to block everyone else. I don't want anyone else to ha- be able to have Detroit on their team. So I'd rather have them on my bench and maybe I'll just play the charges right through. Yeah. I did notice one guy in our league, he has four defenses <laughs> on his team. He's like totally hoarding. And I thought I was that? Uh, Galen. And I thought I was bad. Worse. Last year I had three defenses, but they were all so good. And like you said, I felt the need to block. Um, I had like the Vikings, the Ravens, and oh, I can't remember. There was another team that's good this year, last year. But right now, this week for me, like if you're not trying to, uh, you know, make your seeding, like try to get the first round by, or if you're not trying, like if you're already locked in the playoffs, um, you got to be thinking about defenses. Um, a couple ones that I've been excited for, um, and that people, some other people might not be talking about. Uh, I think Buffalo. Um, just because I doesn't it feel like they're kind of bouncing back a tiny bit? Like I know they played KC, who's kind of like falling apart, but they nothing changed with their defense. You know what I mean? From the early on in the season, uh, weeks thirteen and fourteen, they have home games against the Colts, who are like the number two, uh, um, sorry, uh, offense to give defensive points, and then Miami's like number three or something. Miami's a like a shit hole, yeah. right? And they have Indy, Indy week 14, that's second in giving up points, and then Miami, who's fourth in giving up points. And then they play New England, who's 32nd. Yeah, well, so obviously the New England one. <laughs> you don't play in week 16. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you're right. Those are two good starts for sure. And uh, another team, well, especially after this week, the Cowboys. The Cowboys play week uh, 13. They play the Giants. And I, I was a little gun-shy. I, was almost, I almost picked them up before this game. Um, and then obviously they went off in this game. I, I never would have played them this week, but uh, yeah, their defense looks really uh, was good tonight. Like, think about how many turnovers there was, and that might just be Washington playing bad. But uh, some of that has to go towards the defense, and they look good. I was impressed with the defense for sure. Yeah, and then Sean Lee's coming back next week, or most likely based on the reports I was reading, because he's gonna. It's like that mini buy that they get after Thursday, and so Cowboys versus Giants against Geno Smith. Like, even get a week this week just to see how good Geno is, just to make sure there's not some kind of weird 
like magic that he has, but I think the Cowboys are a good pickup. And one last team that I was looking, uh, I even picked him up myself. Uh, championship week. Now this is cocky. I, I was staring at, <laughs> staring at the uh, the waiver wire, and I'm like, it's pretty cocky, and I didn't want to jinx myself. I'm, I'm I'm a little superstitious when it comes to my fantasy team, like picking up a defense for that week only, like the championship week. But <laughs> but I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll do it anyway. And the Cardinals play the Giants, uh, week 16. Okay. I thought that was a big pickup. That would be good for sure. Um, that's that's a weird uh, development with with Manning getting sat now for Geno Smith. I just it was I, I was really interested if you listen to the GM Street uh, from Tuesday. Uh, they actually called they have uh, Mike Lombardi call back in after this news was put out because Lombardi was just completely dumbfounded about this call that um, the Giants are doing and just basically how disrespectful it was towards Eli. Um, like, how can you think for one second that you have a better chance of winning with Geno Smith than Eli Manning? I don't care how bad Eli Manning's playing. Geno Smith is not a good quarterback. Like, I, you know what you have with Geno? I, I could understand maybe slightly if you were going to start to try with your rookie, um, who's your third your third uh, quarterback right now. I could understand you're, you're putting him in to see what you have, to maybe see if you can uh, create a spark with this new young guy, and if you have to go draft someone in, in, in the draft this coming up year. Um, but to, to, just sit, to, to just sit this guy, it blows me away. I... Uh, even even Lombardi was losing his mind. He's like, this guy's taking two two championships, and this is how you're going to disrespect him. Uh, at the very least, you should cut him, uh, let him clear waivers, and then potentially go play down in uh, Jacksonville and win uh, Jacksonville's uh, uh, title. Yeah, that would be really cool. I, I I don't see them doing that, obviously. No, why would but they? Right? It's just like okay, even if Gino was better, right? Which I doubt he is, but even if he was. Like, what do you have to gain? You know what I mean? Like, why Nothing. screw up? You lose your draft position, if anything. Yeah. You want to tank right now. I, I, it's so crazy. Well, the, he won two Super Bowls, two M- Super Bowl MVPs. If it wasn't for those Super Bowls, then I would, I'd let it go. You know what I mean? I'd be like, uh, yeah. what can you do? Yeah. Like, even if it was, you know what? Even if it was Phillip Rivers, right? Even though it is Phillip Rivers. But I would, I'd feel differently, even though I think Phillip Rivers should be more in the Hall of Fame than Eli, just because I think he's a better quarterback. But when you win a team two Super Bowls, like, that's so big. That's so big. And so to disrespect this guy, like, this way, it's it's disgusting. I, I can't believe it. I agree. I 100% agree. We can move on. But for sure, start your defenses against the Giants because they clearly don't give a fuck right now. And I do not think for a second that Geno Smith is going to be a good uh, influence in the locker room. But he's been punched out by a fellow player in the past uh, and get this team off to a great start where really all you're doing is hurting your chances for next year. you got to figure your season's over. Um, just go out there and finish out the season. Uh, uh, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> right. So, uh, just a couple quick injuries, namely ones that I've been looking at or thinking about. Uh, so, Chris Hogan, uh, he got a sling off recently. Um, I, a doctor, the doctor I always mention that's on Twitter. Oh, and by the way, you can follow us on Twitter at Interception Podcast. If you send us a message, we'll actually start retweeting things again because. <laughs> just I don't know because and then if you want to email us at it's uh, interceptionpodcast at gmail dot com. Anyway, yeah, Chris Hogan, uh, he was saying that it usually takes two weeks after getting the sling off, so he was painting the picture that the second week could be playable. So you know, if for some weird reason uh, he's on the waiver wire, it might be time to just pick him up now because there is a possibility he plays next week. 
Sounds good. A um, couple of ones I was looking at. Uh, Mike Davis, he had a really uh, nice game uh, on the Monday Nighter against Atlanta. Uh, I know you want to stay away from the Seahawks uh, running backs, but I don't know. He looked good in that game against Atlanta. So um, maybe you can think about grabbing him as just a potential stash. I know it's late in the season to be picking up guys who are stashes, though. So uh, I could uh, I could see not not grabbing him, but maybe having him as a desperation play if uh, you're hurting um, in the upcoming weeks. Uh, and another big one was Aaron Jones. Um, some people were saving on his on their IRs. I have him on both my IRs, <laughs> so I was happy to hear that he actually practiced in full today and practiced limited yesterday. Um, so there is potential he might play this weekend. I'm not starting him this weekend, but I wouldn't mind um, if he came back fully healthy and was just someone that I had as a, as a possibility start. I do want to say uh, if Green Bay wins this week, um, you know there's more chance that Rodgers comes back week 15. Uh, everybody was pointing out just how good he was throwing, and there was even a comment about by Charles or it's Charles Clay, right? Yeah, the defensive guy. Uh, he was saying it's it's kind of a shame we put him on IR. Because he's looking really healthy right now. He yeah, he could probably start this week, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is that's huge news. So, so for you, you Jordy Nelson owners um, who have just must be wallowing in despair right now. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, there's some some potential, some uh, light on the horizon that you might be able to start Jordy Nelson in uh, week 15 and week 16 in your fantasy playoffs. So that's a that's a huge upgrade if if that ends up happening. Um, let's get into games, Derek. We're we're about eighteen minutes in already. So All right, we'll go a little, we'll go these. quicker because I I've done a, as much research as I usually do because I'm already chilling in the playoffs. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'm also feeling good about that. So, uh, Vikings Falcons. This is just I'm a actually great excited game. for this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I want to watch it. I think it's going to be awesome. I think the, I think Atlanta might win this one. I I hope they don't. I'm going to be cheering for the Vikings all game, but I just think Atlanta's bringing it on. They're playing at home. Uh, I think. Okay, Minnesota's defense, but it their defense is on the road, right? So I, I just feel like you you just have to play your, your normal players. Uh, you're not going to play like anybody special, like a sneaky on Atlanta, and no, yeah. and the same with the Vikings. Like you're you're going to play all the wide receivers. You're going to play Rudolph, and uh, I think in this particular case, you can probably play Keenum as well. Agreed. I think Keenum will actually have a decent game here. Um, <clears throat> Julio's a safe play. Snooze a safe play. Uh, I heard Devontae Freeman's coming back. He passed concussion protocol. Uh, so you can go ahead and probably start him again. Uh, Coleman would be a little bit more, uh, maybe a bit more limited, but these guys are one-two backs. It's like it's almost like what they have in uh, New Orleans. We haven't really seen it that much this year, but these two guys yeah, are interchangeable in some cases, but Freeman most likely will get the, 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 the end zone looks. So um, I think Coleman takes a bit of a hit uh, if you're planning on starting him. It was crazy Murray. that Freeman was out for so off, so long. <clears throat> hopefully yeah, I heard he rumors go. that if he if he gets another concussion, he's done for the season. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Hopefully, he doesn't get another yeah. concussion. All right, yeah. uh, Texans Titans. Now this is a shit game. Um, this is shit. Yeah, absolute shit. But this is for um like second place in the division, right? Like, well, <laughs> our, our Titans are leading the division right now. Yeah, yeah. Like the Titans have to win this. I think the Texans. Prop maybe t- mathematically they might still be in it, but they're pretty far off. I think they have four for wins. sure, for sure. So um, the Texans on Monday did have a few good drives against um, the Raiders, uh, which was uh, sorry, 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 the Falcons, Baltimore, Baltimore, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not the Raiders, Baltimore Falcons. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and uh, which is very surprising because the Falcons have an uh, incredible defense. At least it, it seemed like it was incredible. Uh, people were had it at some times actually compared them to the Jaguars, um, but obviously the Jaguars are significantly better. Um, so it would be interesting to see if the Titans have any kind of defense to show up against the Texans. Um, but really, there's no one here I'm really confidently starting. Uh, maybe on the Titans. Uh, honestly, I don't even know, Derek. Uh, on these, anyone on any of these teams that I want to have to start. Yeah, I hear what you're saying because I think uh, Tennessee is going to be able to move the ball in this game just because Houston Texans have been horrible. And it, uh, but yeah, like you can't really pinpoint what wide receiver they're going to be passing to, right? Like uh, exactly. Rashad Matthews is a little banged up. I guess you know what Delaney Walker. He really came out last week. It, oh, this, that you're could right, happen you're again. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Delaney Walker, you can safely start. Um, Demarco Murray, though, uh, like all the podcasts this past week are basically saying. Uh, that this team is uh, hurting themselves by continuing to start DeMarco Murray uh, as the starter. And then M- Malarkey is still coming out saying, no, I think we both we have two starters here, 1A, 1B. Um, but if you look at the yards per carry, which is the big stat that everyone's been throwing around here, Murray's at like two yards per carry where Henry, I think one podcast literally said, is running circles around Murray at like six or, or four yards per carry, some shit like that. So hopefully Henry somehow usurps boom we did it again <laughs> we used it uh murray here uh, on the on the titans uh but you, you have no guarantees and you know that murray's gonna get those goal line touches so you, you could probably start but you're hoping for a touchdown yeah agreed um the, there has been a little bit of hype about tennessee's defense going forward just because the games they play are pretty easy and that they, they do manage to get sacks so that's yet another defense if you're really desperate that you can grab um Texans, I think you just can play Lamar Miller, right? Oh, and sorry. <laughs> and, and Hopkins. Uh, Hopkins, yeah. Yeah, that's all I start to do. Okay, Chiefs-Jets. Chiefs-Jets. Um, I think this is going to be the get-right game for the Chiefs. I'm just going out on a limb here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I think this is the game that loses me $20 because the Jets are going to come out and get five wins and crush my, <laughs> uh, my preseason bet. All right, well, we haven't done it in a while, so this is our matchup of the week then. <laughs> well, you have the the Chiefs, but you know what? I'll take the Jets. I'll take the Jets all day. You're gonna bet against the Jets? They're gonna come out and crush you, I man. Know. You never you never learn this lesson. Yeah, yeah. I, I should never bet against the Jets. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but having said that, Robbie Anderson's probably a good play here. The Chiefs have no uh, no defense against wide receivers. It, if I remember right. Uh, so um, Robbie Anderson is probably a good start here. Jermaine uh, Curse, if you're desperate, I may be a, a flex play um, for the Chiefs. Uh, I'm, I'm still going to start Hunt, right? You have to. Uh, I feel like you have to play then, everybody but Smith. That's, a, that's the worst thing. Ty right? Hill. Yeah, I, I'm not starting St- Smith. Uh, yeah. I made that decision already this week. So, yeah, yeah, yeah basically can. start your players uh, on both teams because it could be a high scoring. It could be it could be a boring game also. Yeah. Like, if you have the luxury to get away from Hunt, then I, I say do it, you know? But right now yes. I just can't. Like, I have to ride or die. Like, I I played, uh, you know, f- loosed and fast or whatever. I, I didn't leave a lot of depth. I was trying to make moves just so each position was as strong as it could when it gets to playoff time. And, you know, I was burnt a little bit about that, uh, taking those chances. Um, so, yeah, so I, I'm forced to play Hunt, and my whole fancy playoffs just hinges on whether or not he bounces back. Yep. Okay, Broncos-Dolphins. This is shit game too, man. Oh, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> so the Dolphins are like a trash fire right now, right? Like a dumpster fire. Full-on trash I was all excited about dumpster. maybe Devontae Parker putting up, you know, even if he just gets like seven or eight points, but this is Denver's D. 
Uh, Miami gets the Patriots, who just crushed them again next week. Like, you just have to let go. The only kind of excitement, I guess, would be the workload for Kenyon Drake. Um, if he gets a bigger workload, then maybe he's like a sneaky wide receiver, or sorry, a running back too. Uh, but that's yeah. that's all I would ever. That's all I would play in. Uh, and even then, you probably is, want to wait a week. But there is a silver lining that Jay Cutler is back for Devontae Parker. So typically, Devontae Parker has done decent with Jay Cutler as the quarterback. But you're right. I'm not starting against Broncos. I, I, and I, let's let's be honest here. Broncos defense hasn't been what it's been in the past, but I still don't feel confident uh, on a team that has literally been uh, shut out twice this year, almost three times. So, yeah, it's crazy. Um, Broncos, um, they got no quarterback. So, well, I think Simeon is back in finally. Like finally, their best quarterback is in. So you could, in theory, play, especially against his Dolphins, who aren't even trying, right? You could, in theory, yeah. play DT, maybe Emmanuel yeah, Sanders. And then, I don't know, Booker, I, I still I don't feel comfortable with any of those running backs just because the the carries are so split. Um, yeah, I agree. But, yeah, so I that's agree. where I'm sitting with uh, the Broncos. Totes, Colts, Jaguars. All right, so Jaguars, D, it's going to get, like, are they going to get another 10 sacks? Are, are they going to go all Saxonville on the uh, Colts? <laughs> I think they will, man. <laughs> <laughs> it would be pretty amazing or, if they could or, do another 10 against them. Brisket might, might I don't know, get the ball out of his hands a little bit earlier now. He's, he has had a lot more reps and more games. So maybe he, he's learned a bit of a lesson there. Um, I do think Jacoby Brissett is better than it, people uh, believe, right? I, I think yeah. he's good, and I think he's going to be good going down the line. Like Once he gets a team that is a little bit stronger, has a bit of better of an awesome offensive line, um, he's not a bad quarterback. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think he is going to start next year. Um, I think we might have talked about this in another podcast. I'm st- I, I'm probably completely wrong and we'll regret even having this on tape. But what about this like idea of trading Andrew Luck for number one and then uh, also trading your number one draft pick or, you know, like what it's going to be like a top five draft pick, you know, for like more picks and then building around Jacoby Brissett. You know what I mean? That's not a bad idea. I just think you're so desperate. Like you're so thin on that in all uh, phases of it. You're not a hundred percent sure Andrew Luck is going to come back healthy. Like get the picks. It's going to be a whole new front office too. So I yeah. don't. I I wouldn't rule it out. Yeah, be interesting to see <clears throat> for the Colts. So if he can sit T. Y. Hilton, sit him, um, and Gore. I, the, right? you, know, you can play Gore. You could probably play Gore, but I don't. I, I, I don't know. I'm oh, not confident. Yeah, uh, yeah. I did hear Marlon Mack had a, a fumble last week, uh, and he ended up getting benched the rest of the game. That's why Gore kind of had a decent game last week too. So uh, maybe that'll continue. Um, yeah. For the Jags, Didi Westbrook, uh, 26% of the team's uh, targets, uh, I think, in his second game. Um, and I don't know. Marquise Lee's back, is he not? Yeah, I wouldn't get too excited about it just because he was getting the Patrick Peterson uh, yeah, production yeah. and like <laughs> Bortles there turnover no machine Bortles here. has to has to look the, the other way home. but but Didi Westbrook you know like he must be like a he's a 1B right I just don't think yeah. we can think that many targets is going to happen but he was catching the ball and I think he can be a solid play going forward uh, Jacksonville's only really tough game is against Seattle so we'll see how that goes uh, sounds good um, Fournette do you feel confident in Fournette I think you have to play him. It's, it's the same kind of thing as Hunt, but in this particular case, uh, I guess he was the first time he was completely off the injury report. Um, I think this is his final, like, his bounce back. Sounds good. All right, Bucks, Packers. 
So this should be yet again another bad game. Um, hopefully, what we saw from Huntley against the Steelers may, might be the new, the new normal. But I doubt it. I feel like the Steelers, like, they broke the coverage a couple times, and that sort of explains those touchdowns. Um, so it's tough. I I don't know. Here's the big thing here, though. Uh, the Bucks just got tore up by uh, Atlanta uh, and Julio Jones. I, I could see a big game for Devontae Adams uh, if Huntley is able to get the ball out of his hands uh, in down the field. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, I think a lot of people that are playing him – like are starting him no matter what, right? Just because he has gone off the last couple weeks. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then I'll be looking at the running backs here. Uh, it probably is going to be Jamal Williams, but it'll be interesting to see if uh, Aaron Jones comes back and if he gets his uh, gets the full backfield again, or if he uh, we're going to see a committee here. Yeah, so you might um, you might want to hold off unless you hear yeah. something specific. For sure. So for the Bucks, uh, James Winston is apparently back um, and is going to be starting. So. Um, Mike, I don't know if anyone really gets an uptick from, from last week, but you could still probably start Evans pretty confidently. Um, and, uh, Deshaun Jackson, I think he, I saw him on the injury report, but I think he's playing as well. Um, Doug Martin, uh, let's pour one out for Doug Martin. I think his season's done. Yeah, <laughs> it's rough. It's rough. It's so tough. Uh, Dekiz Rogers was a big waiver wire pickup this week, but it seems like Peyton Barber was the goal line back anyways in the, the Falcons game. Uh, and then we'll watch to see what happens with Brait and OJ Howard. If uh, Winston coming back will actually be will mean more targets for Brait, but it'll be interesting to see. That this game's a, a a watch game. Hopefully, you have the luxury of being able to watch this week and not really anything rolling uh, riding on it. Yeah, good. Yeah, Lions Ravens. <laughs> you know I don't want to watch this game either, so I don't know what's going on here. Um. Yeah, the Ravens, I, you can't start any of the Ravens. Joe Flacco is like, I'm pretty sure he's on a historic pace about throwing uh, just only very, very short passes. Um, with that low of air yards, like you're just hoping for a touchdown at this point. So I think you get, you have to bail on all the pass catchers. Uh, running back wise, they are giving it to Alex, Alex Collins. So he's startable as a running back too. For sure. Um Another thing that was interesting with the game on Monday with the Ravens was uh, watching Joe Flacco try to run for a first down is like the most ridiculous thing you'll ever see. Like, I wish that was just a clip that you could. I'm sure Twitter has a clip of him doing the run. It seems so slow and so like just cumbersome. Uh, I feel bad for me. The, the guy's got some back problems. You can tell by the way he's trying to run to get first downs. Yeah, it's, it's, so, it <laughs> feels like don't he should start Flacco as a running back. Yeah, he should. I think. I think you're right there. Um, I do, uh, I did like to see, uh, the, the snaps and targets that Danny Woodhead got. Hopefully that increases, especially with how many, uh, uh, check downs that Flacco's throwing. You could at least hope that Danny Woodhead gets some, uh, serious production. Um, but really this team needs, uh, Flacco to start looking down the field more. And I think that's kind of what was the sentiment that was, uh, put across by the GM street on the, on the, on the Tuesday show. Uh, for the Lions, um, Marvin Jones just seems to be on fire. So I, I'm starting Marvin Jones uh, and I'm starting Stafford. Um, and that's probably it because uh, Tate has been off, uh, off and on and the Ravens do have a pretty decent defense. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Marvin Jones, like wide receiver one, right? So that's really yeah, exciting. Incredible. And and then you already talked about the Detroit defense earlier. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I don't think I would actually start the Detroit defense in this game, but maybe. I guess, why wouldn't you? Against the Ravens, why wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. You're right. Uh, Patriots, Bills. 
So here we go. A division game. Uh, usually division games are wonky, but it is the Patriots, and <laughs> they frequently beat the Bills. You, you play every single Patriot, right? You play all of them. Well, maybe not Philip yeah. Rosette, but you play everybody. Any, yeah. Anyone is the potential of getting a touchdown. Yeah. And uh, I like Charles Clay in this one. Um, Tyrod, garbage time Tyrod is a little exciting as well. Yeah. I'd be worried about Shady McCoy. I'm, I, you know, I'm playing him this week, but <clears throat> I'm pretty sure Shady's only going to get like 30 yards or 40 yards for some reason. But this, this does leave me for the opportunity. Uh, the on the couch podcast was pointing out that Traverse Cadet looked really good as the backup for Shady and was doing a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. He was doing a lot of the same thing Shady was doing. Uh, he would be a really big uh, league-winning uh, handcuff if Shady went down. And Shady does go down, you know, here and there. So uh, if you're, you know, instead of maybe picking up John Connor, maybe, you know, maybe pick up Cadet and uh, he might have a little more potential. There was a, uh, on earlier today around 3 p.m., LeSean McCoy was added to the Bills injury report with a knee issue on Thursday's practice, but he did practice in full. So they said the full destination is good news, but he did have some kind of tweak at the end of practice. So um, be looking out for t- uh, tomorrow's injury report uh, and see if he is um, what his participation is. Uh, but that's that's potential um, for bad news for people who are starting with Sean McCoy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, other than that, though, I think you're you're you. There's no Bills wide receivers I, I feel confident in, um, and Kelvin's still out. So yeah the, the Patriots defense has been the best defense in the league since like week five so it's it's pretty ridiculous and they really turned that around eh <laughs> of course they did right it's so crazy yeah. all right all Bears 49 right. uh, Browns yeah another shit, shit game, game. <laughs> <laughs> jinx <coughs> uh so the yeah, Bears I, I've been doing some research on Inman he's been getting uh pretty solid target share over there. Now, obviously there's no touchdowns really being thrown. So his upside's not there, but his floor is like five points. And in PPR, he's a huge pickup. So if you guys play PPR, definitely grab him. Um, but you know, here's the whole thing I was just saying last week, you don't play any of the bears wide receivers, but uh, the targets look good. So it's a really desperate play. Uh, Jordan Howard. You got, I think you could start him. He's like RB two here, but other than that, I don't know. For the 49ers, we got Jimmy G. That's Jimmy exciting. Jimmy, G, Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. coming and starting. So that'll be a really interesting uh, start um, to see him play. Um, if you guys remember last week, he came in for, uh, I think, a final drive and uh, ended up getting a touchdown. A lot of people thought he was just coming in to kneel it uh, or just kind of sit on it. And the guy went out, got a, ran for first down, and then threw a touchdown. So I think um, this could be um, maybe a bright light for the San Francisco 49ers fans who could be looking forward to next next year to see that they actually have a quarterback. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how, who that plays off. I know when uh, Grappolo was announced as a starter, everyone was saying pick up Goodwin. Um, so if he's available in your leagues, which I doubt it, uh, but he could be. Um, pick up Goodwin. He might be the guy to grab. Yeah, and just keep an eye on this team. Whenever a big change like this happens, uh, it's always good to see sort of who sort of Someone, emerges, right? Somebody always yeah, does. Exactly. Someone sifts out, yeah, and ends up being a – a favorite target of a, of a quarterback. Yeah, I agree. I think that's probably the best call for this game. Agreed. Who's Jimmy G's boy? <laughs> and uh, Hyde. Hyde's been going off. He's been a great, like, sneaky low-end uh, running back one. Um, yeah, so just definitely uh, keep riding with Hyde. Sounds good. Browns, Chargers. 
This is the this is the second the third coming of our uh, our Lord and Savior. Oh, Mr. Josh Flash Gordon, Gordon of course. Josh Gordon. Flash. Protector <laughs> of the innocence or something like that. I don't know how that goes. Yeah, that's um, exactly it. Oh, that's great. Anyway, that's it's really exciting, right? Like it's <laughs> it's funny that uh, when you're on Reddit, like even if you're on the front page, Josh Gordon news always makes the front page. So it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's so crazy. It, it, he has to bust out. There's just too much positive energy for him not to bust out here. I really regret <laughs> dropping him, like I said earlier, just to win a measly fifty bucks where I could have been a hero with Josh Gordon on my team. <laughs> I put a waiver claim in for him, but I was 12th in waiver priority and I did not get him. So I, I'm disappointed because I really did want him on my team just for the sake of having him on my team. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't even start him this week for sure. Um, now, I am nervous. So let's say Josh Gordon does have this big breakout game. Um, I start, I'm starting the Chargers D, so um, I'm hoping that doesn't blow up my face. The Browns are number one in giving up uh, points to defenses, so there's a ton of potential for the Chargers, but... They never played the Browns D with Josh Gordon, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you're just hoping for those, like, the sacks and the interceptions. So a couple touchdowns by Josh Gordon, you're good still. Yeah, totes. Yeah. Totally. Um, <laughs> there are people that play here on the Chargers, though. Um, <laughs> Melvin Gordon, I think, is still a good start. Uh, and maybe if the game really gets out of hand, um, Eckler would be a good start as well. Although the last couple of weeks, both guys you could have started, and they, they came up with decent points or around the same amount of points. So that's interesting to watch. Um, and then for wide receivers, it's it's clear, Derek. It's Keenan fucking Allen. Yeah, the man. Oh, and Hunter Henry, too. Uh, he got You're a lot right. of targets last game. If, if Hunter Henry has another big target game this week, like, he's not going to be on your waiver wire, but uh, I'd be pretty confident playing with, a, playing with him. Oh, my God. Playing him in my lineup uh, going <laughs> no, forward. No, go ahead and play with him. <laughs> I, just, I got a little excited. <laughs> well, listen, I've said out loud several times that if I was in a room with Alvin Kamara, I would just go ahead and blow him because <laughs> – <laughs> Wait till this he guy. wins you the championship. <laughs> this guy's taking me to the championship. <laughs> um, but yeah, for the Chargers, so you're Hunter Henry, Marvel Gordon. Uh, for the Browns, I, people are saying uh, Crowell might do good. I, I'm not believing that. So Crowell's out of it for me. Uh, there was some talk about getting Duke Johnson the ball more often. Um, but I think this offense should be should be completely wrapped around throwing the ball to Josh Gordon going forward. Um, and if that if he does end up being a big blow up, then you might see some defenses um, playing a little bit more honest towards the quarterback, and you might be able to see some holes start opening up for Crowell or Duke Johnson. So that'd be something to watch as well. I'm like convincing myself that the Browns are going to become this offensive juggernaut because they have Corey Coleman. He's back. He, you know, yet another wide receiver that you probably should have on your bench just in case. And then they got that tight end Najoku, uh, the rookie they picked up. If yeah. they, if they had a quarterback, this would be a and with the offensive line. They, well, we're getting sucked in again, and we're gonna end up. Could you imagine they had if they had AJ McCarron, Derek? Oh, if they had AJ McCarron, <laughs> there's this meme going around saying, uh, um, "I I wish somebody would hug me like uh, huge." Hugh Jackson and hugged AJ McCarron in the end zone. <laughs> it's just like, oh my god, dude! Such an embrace. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Giants Raiders. This is a shit game. <laughs> it's a bad week. It might, this might be the week where you just take Sunday off, go for a stroll. You know well, I mean? you watch the Falcons game in the morning, and then at 4 o'clock, you take Sunday. Oh, Panthers, Panthers Saints. There's, there's still football to watch. Oh, you're right, you're right. And then the, the night, Sunday nighter is the Eagles-Seahawks, uh, Seahawks, which is yeah, kind of exciting. There's still football to watch. Just don't you, watch you just don't, multiple games. No red zone. Yeah, no red zone this week. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Giants Raiders. Um, so yeah, D- Gino. 
Uh, <laughs> you can't start anybody. Don't start anybody on the Giants except for maybe uh, Orleans Darkwa. Gino and his G-Man. The G-Man! <laughs> I can that see why too close to copyright it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so cool to say. It is fun to say. And uh, and then so Oakland, uh, both of Mark, so Mark Cooper's hurt, and he has a sprained ankle. Is he droppable? I think he's droppable. Oh man, but I, like, <laughs> I don't think I can drop him. I just don't think he's I can not drop startable. Him. Let's move it out. Maybe he's not droppable, but he's not startable. Yeah, he's a bench. The last guy. thing you'd want to do is you want to drop him, and your opponent gets him. He starts him and then wins. Like that would drive me nuts. Yeah. Um, but then there is a little part of me that's like maybe he'll start him and he'll lose for him. And then that kind of makes you feel good. But either way, I'm I, I'm not starting him. I'm putting him on my bench. Maybe if he's got a good matchup down the line, or I'm desperate, I might start him again. But Amari Cooper's been a huge bust this year. Yeah, it's crazy. And then Crabtree uh, is, out. is suspended for this one game. Luckily, coming back next game. I like Crabtree going forward. And, you know, hey, he gets a day game rest, too. So that's not too horrible. Um, uh, Lynch is probably a good play here. Yeah, Lynch and then Cook, Jared Cook. Jared Cook, yep. yeah. Uh, on the Giants, I don't, I can't think of anyone that I'd want to start. Yeah, just, Maybe Sterling Shepard. Nah, just Darkwa, man. Just Darkwa. Cool. Uh, Panther Saints. This would be a good game. Yeah, this this is gonna be a really good one. Uh, div- yeah, the division game. It's so weird because the Panthers looked so bad uh, last week, except for like those two defensive plays. But I feel like they could win this game. Me too. I think it'll be a good test for the Saints to see like how good the saints really are, but it's really going to depend on what cam Newton we get. If cam Newton comes out and plays like he did last week, um, this is going to be a blowout. I think the saints will, uh, will murder him. Um, but if, uh, cam Newton comes out and is playing, throwing the ball well, uh, running well, then this, this could be a really good game. Really tight. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so <coughs> I think you can play, oh, no, Lattimore's back. So who do you play? Cause Christian McCaffrey was a little hurt, right? Yeah, I think you could still play him, though. I read a, um, a, a news tidbit that said um, that he was still he's still going to play this week. He's still healthy enough that he, he'll do fine. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, uh, so Greg Olson might be back, um, but I don't know if I'm starting him this week. Uh, maybe, though, because he'd be in the middle of the field, and that'd be a good spot to get some sweet, sweet targets. But Funches should be a safe play. Uh, and then maybe Jonathan Stewart. They have been going to Jonathan Stewart a little bit on the goal line. Um, which makes him a little bit more fantasy relevant. Uh, but I think really the main guy you want to start here is Cam Newton because he, he loves those yards and he loves those touchdowns. It's weird. I I just had a gut feeling uh, when I said earlier that uh, they could win this game. But when you hear about all those injuries, like how are they going to move the ball? Yeah, true. Cam Newton, that's that's it. It's, yeah. it's really on Cam Newton. You're right. Uh, um, the Saints. Saints. So I, yeah, you're going to sit Kamara, right? Please. <laughs> <laughs> Sit him on my lap. <laughs> <laughs> this is rude. <laughs> I was trying to think of something like along the same vein. <laughs> but yeah, I had nothing. Um, yeah, so say you play Kamara. You're obviously playing Michael Thomas. You're playing Ingram. You're playing Drew. Yeah, you're playing Drew Brees. Even against this defense. They're at home, right? Yeah, yeah. They're going to play well. The, uh, uh, the Saints are going to look good here. Um, and the Panthers do have, a, do have a, an opportunity because uh, they do have a good, de- they have a good defense as well. Um, but it, it all comes down to how good Cam Newton plays. So it, there's a potential here that this is a blowout. Uh, but there's also we, there's also a good game in this. Uh, if these guys play each other a thousand times, there'd be a good game probably about half as, half the time. And uh, some people were talking about the Panthers as a defensive pickup for the playoffs. Uh, week 15, they play Green Bay. I'm pretty sure at home. 
I don't know. Like, I don't know. That could be a great game for them. They are, they are, I think, third in the league with sacks, so that's always promising with the defense. And then they have Tampa Bay uh, Week 16. But, I don't know, for some weird reason, like, I just see, because it's a division game, uh, maybe Jameis Winston, like, steps up in that game. But I just wanted to bring up the fact that some people are saying they're a defense, and so might be something to consider. Sounds good. Uh, Rams-Cardinals. All right. Uh, Rams-Cardinals. The last time these teams played, like, Rams destroyed the Cardinals. I had some, like, false hope. 34 nothing. I think was the final score. Now, the Cardinals are playing significantly better at home. Um, I think that's a little under the radar. I, I like Blaine Gabbert here. Like, my boy, Gabbert. You know, I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that. I don't know about uh, Ricky Sandals, Jews. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he might be all right. I'm starting him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you have to start uh, Larry Fitz here uh, on the Cardinals. And I, I don't know. I'd probably not play Peterson. That's fair. Because I think if you're going to try to – like, if I'm looking at this team from the outside – and I know um, um, the defensive coordinator for the Rams isn't uh, Bill Belichick, but um, it, you got to figure you're going to try to stop their main uh, source of yards. And, and I still feel like Adrian Peterson is probably the potential for the the most yards. So I would try to stop him and then force uh, Gabbert to throw on you. So uh, And then hopefully you can stop him on the outside as well. Uh, you also have um, their defensive lineman, uh What's his name, man? He's a freaking superstar. Oh, Darnold. Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. 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 Aaron Donald. Yeah. Um, and he he's just a, just a good player. So I I, I could see sitting Peterson because uh, I could see him getting shut down a bit here. Um, for the Rams. So so for sorry for the Cardinals though, like all the players you named uh, for the Rams. Um, I haven't heard much about Woods. It does sound like he st- he was still not practicing as of today. Um, so there's potential that he's sitting out again, uh, which means Watkins could still be real, but he will probably be covered by Patrick Peterson. So it could be a huge Cooper Cup game, which will be uh, interesting to see uh, how that pans out. And then really, I think the main guy to start in- in- on this team is um, the almost the fantasy MVP right now. Uh, um fucking running back guy <laughs> girly jesus girly jeez man i lost my mind off this this last two games <laughs> i heard crazy. you filibustering and you're like oh, i yeah. was i totally was and i can't wait phillips like I, now comes to me no problem but in the moment i want to say who the defensive coordinator is fuck it can't even think of it. <laughs> you know what's really cool this week though one of the podcasts they're talking about um sean mcveigh and sean mcveigh is actually calling audibles at the line uh, up yeah, to 15 it's, it's seconds great. that's so cool yeah, um, definitely. It'll be interesting. So one of the things that the Michael Barty had brought up about that is, well, if if I was playing this team and I was seeing this, I would make sure that at 15 seconds left on the play clock, I would be changing my look uh, and making uh, Goff have to make decisions on his own. And I think that would be super uh, – that would be cool to see. And I kind of think Bruce Arians is a smart enough coach that maybe that's something that he implements. Yeah, actually, now that you say that, that's really exciting. Um you know, maybe this game is finally re- went up into my uh, second screen here for uh, viewing. I I do want to say uh, I was saying earlier how I picked up Josh Reynolds. I was kind of saying negatively. He is playing the Robert Woods role, and if Sean McVay's if this is like a system offense, um, I think that Josh Reynolds could be a player to have. The, the only problem is just when is Woods coming back. And uh, if it's next week, then this is just a one-week play. But if you're really desperate this week and you need to win, I actually really like Josh Reynolds more than a lot of the sort of the wide receiver threes that are out there. 
I agree. Eagles, Seahawks. Uh, Eagles, Seahawks. It's the bird I'm, game, there. Yeah, <laughs> the bird game. I'm interested in, about this game because I can never write the Seahawks off. Um, they haven't been playing very well. It, <laughs> this is going to sound weird. Um, I feel like the Eagles aren't as good as what the hype is. I just, I don't know. Like, I know Carson Wentz is as good as the hype, at least this year. But I think yeah. the whole team isn't. I don't know. Like, this I, this will be a good prove it game for them because yeah, it, it'll yeah. be. It, they haven't really had a hard schedule. If you go back and look at some of the games they've won, it hasn't really been against top tier guys. Now to say Seahawks are top tier right now, I don't know if you you could do that because of their defense uh, is in shambles. Let's say, um, but if the Eagles do come in here and the Eagles play like they played Chicago last week, I think uh, the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. Um, not to be too bold, but uh, <coughs> start planning that parade, Philly. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is all the podcasts have already said they've been planning the parade for weeks. So Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm going to say right here, Dan, and so this yeah. might cause you to put money on it. I guarantee the Eagles don't win the Super Bowl this year. I guarantee Ooh. it. Twist. I don't think they'll win it either because the Patriots will probably beat them out, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. They could be down 23. <laughs> Let's not get into it. <laughs> um, so, Eagles, I'm starting. Uh, who am I starting? I'm starting Carson Wentz. Uh, I'm starting Zach Ertz, uh, no brainerly. Uh, and then I'm probably starting Jeffries. Aguilar's uh, maybe a, a maybe start, but he'd be a good play as a uh, wide receiver, too. And then I'm staying away from those running backs because it's kind of a three-headed committee right now. And it's, no one's got – no one's a clear goal line back. No one's a clear anything. So I'd probably stay away from that that running back duo. Yeah, I agree with that. <coughs> um, the Seahawks, so you're obviously playing Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is just like on fire this year. He's definitely the QB1 of the whole league. And uh, you, you have to be excited to having him. Um Wide receiver wise, it's a little tougher because he's he does spread the ball around. But uh, Jimmy Graham, Jimmy Graham, like the number one red zone target, we talked about it a little bit last week. Um, amazing. I, I really feel like we kind of talked about his potential early on, like before the season started, and it's really paying off. That was like was one of the things that we got right. I feel. Yeah, uh, twenty five tar- uh, twenty five targets right down the end zone for Jimmy Graham. Next closest person is Devontae Adams with twenty. And then 15 completions so far and eight touchdowns in the red zone. So Jimmy Graham, incredible uh, story. Uh, and they, they, they finally Seahawks have got something figured out. Um, I think one of the podcasts this week said something along the lines of like it took C. Car- uh, Pete Carroll uh, three years to figure out his play to call on the goal line. And if only he had this uh, when they were playing the Patriots back in uh, Super Bowl <laughs> 49. Um, but it's basically – Trips, trips on the left, and then Jimmy Graham uh, on the right, and just throw the ball to Jimmy Graham. He'll come down with it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Nothing really to talk about with the running back games here, but Mike Davis is back. Um. Like I said, he's a he's a desperation. I, I would not play him. He's a stash on your bench to see what what happens here, uh, because they really have had a running game all year. Um. And I did hear on well, yet again Twitter the doctor that I follow. He's pretty much saying Chris Carson uh, medically. Shouldn't be able to come back this this year. I know some uh, pundits are saying put him on your bench, but it doesn't look good. I probably would pass. Yeah. Okay, Steelers Bengals on the Monday nighter. All right, Dan. Another gut feeling here. I think I think the Steelers win, but I think they come out soft like they usually do. I know this is they prime time. Do. I know Dalton is like the worst prime time quarterback in the history of 
primetime games. But I just had this weird feeling that it's going to be like one of those like defensive battles, very low scoring. And I'd be uh, like you're playing your studs on the Steelers, but I wouldn't be playing Juju and I wouldn't be playing Matavius Bryant. Yeah, um, I agree. And then uh, for Cincinnati, um, Joe Mixon had a big breakout game last week, so hopefully that continues. And AJ Green, I think those are the two guys I'm really confidently starting on that team. Uh, maybe uh, maybe Gresham again, but probably not. Yeah, probably not. <coughs> yeah, Mixon, I was hearing that uh, their offensive line is blocking better, so Mixon might be – you might be happy that you have um, Mixon. So that's interesting. Sounds good, Derek. Let's let's move on to the best part of the show. It's probably what you skipped to. It is the bet of the week. Woo! W e a k. We are o and what, what week is it, Derek? Is well, it week thirteen? Okay. <laughs> Before we get that done, I know one of the. I was a little drunk last podcast, and so I don't know for sure. But I'm pretty sure I picked the Bengals over the Browns. But I I don't know what the parlay was. So. I should have checked the tape. Maybe I'll check the tape for next week. But I feel like we might, we might have got we, one. We might have had a winner. We might have got one. We might have done it. <laughs> I know it wasn't mine because I picked the under in one game and it was a way over. And I've decided I'm not picking the under on games anymore. It's not worth it. Well, I did want to also leave. Okay, so I essentially lost my whole bankroll already, right? Betting on these bets of the week. So this is part of why we're calling it W-E-A-K. But I'm going to have a huge windfall if... And this was the first bet of the week, like of our podcast. If the Patriots don't lose two more games, and if the Chargers can just pull off eight wins, and it's looking good now, Dan, it's looking good. I'm gonna have a big money roll to lose during the playoffs. Oh, amazing, amazing, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have a better week for this week? I don't. I actually don't. But let's okay. go with a couple of those gut fields. I'm so go. I threw I threw one together. Okay, you go first. Go first. Well, I was just gonna say. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you think? Oh, that's really. I was gonna go maybe Cincinnati Pittsburgh. I'll go on the under, just be Monday night in Cincinnati, and then I would parlay that with uh, what was the other gut feeling that I had? Oh, Kansas City. So I I would take Kansas City plus the points over the Jets. All right, I'm doing Detroit uh, plus three points to Baltimore. I think Detroit's gonna win that game, so I'm gonna take the point spread. Oh yeah, that's in- great. Yeah, Indianapolis. Uh, hold on, make sure I'm reading this one right. Yeah, Indianapolis plus nine and a half points to Jacksonville. Uh, like I like Brissett. I don't think they're going to lose by nine and a half points. Jacksonville isn't that great of an offense. Uh, what what really prove this one wrong will be if the Jacksonville defense really does get those ten sacks and a couple trip sacks. But nine and a half points, I'll take that all day with Indy. Um, and then Philadelphia, they're negative five point five to Seattle. Um, I think there's potential here that Philadelphia um, wins this game ha- handedly. Um, and I'm, I'm comfortable taking them at five and a half points. So they could at least win by a touchdown. Uh, and then I'm just going to take the money line, Tennessee, to beat Houston. I'm putting $10 on it, and I'm going to win 90 bucks this week. Boom. 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 Uh, Derek, that's easy money. That's that's easy money. <laughs> just, yeah, right now, <laughs> sell your house. <laughs> sell, sell your house. Money. <laughs> yeah. Put all on this, um, that, that parlay. That's a great parlay. That is a good parlay. I, I'm hoping I win. I, I I think we we're due for one, right? If nothing else, we're due for one week of of winning bets. Like we literally won the very first week, and then it's been like when we had the betting hack. Like why is there betting hacks throughout the season? Oh, like, I know, I know. <laughs> geez, that would really help us out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we win we win week one, and then don't win until 
hopefully this week. So well, we should have um, been betting against the Browns every week. Do you know what I mean? But let's face it, though. Yeah. Well, that's true. That's true. We could have just we could have literally just bet against the Browns each week the same ten dollars, and we would probably have. Uh, well, we would have a better bankroll than yeah, we have. Yeah, I would have money <laughs> to bet. <laughs> so funny. Um, but you got to keep in mind, Eric, that we are doing pretty good in the fantasy football world. And that's that's where the real betting is. And that's, that's all that matters. That's, that's what we're really here for. So um, if you're hearing our fantasy news notes, just know we, we, we are in two leagues each and we are in the playoffs in both leagues. So that's yeah. incredible. And we're going to be goddamn ready to go. We're going to be so excited for next week. Playoffs next week. Fucking playoffs. playoffs. I hope playoffs you guys all week. get into the, the playoffs because I know everybody that's listening, they're going to be the ones that are sort of fretting the same way we are. We're going to really be scouring the internet for every little tidbit to help us win that first game and just start stacking those wins to the championship. Right to the championship. I'm bringing the bell home this year. I, I can feel it. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you made it to the end of this podcast. Like Derek said, listen next week. That's going to be the big show next week. It's when the playoffs start. That's when the, that's when the real fun begins. Um, you got anything else you got to say, Derek? Don't do drugs. Oh, got, got really serious for a second. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone, and have a nice episode.